The program you're about to hear contains highly offensive and indecent material. Ryan, pull down your pants. <laughs> JB, you start sucking. The host, a comedian of questionable talent, speaks incessantly on topics of a sexual and scatological nature. I will fuck you, but I will not eat you. I want that fucking dick down my throat while I'm dicking him down. I okay. hope my mother's listening. Your ass became a rosebud? Yeah, that's because I got dicked down real good. <laughs> he asks questions of his celebrity guests that are highly inappropriate and rude. Which of you has a bigger penis? Oh, that's a good one. That's a fun, good one. Going down on the clitoris? Oh, yes. Oh, I Absolutely. like where you're going with yep. this. For some reason, the word strap-on just comes right out of my mouth, Bianca. Yeah, you said come and strap-on at the same time. <laughs> and he cannot stop talking about his buttocks. I think your butt is telling you, no mas, por favor. <laughs> this is the Adam Sank Show. If it's in my hand, I'm going to suck it. Powered by DNR Studios. <laughs> and now... The one, the only... And welcome to the Adam Sank Show. We are not live, but this is a brand new episode. If you're listening at 11 a.m. Eastern on Saturday, October 5th, 2019 at dnrstudios.com, the only place you can hear this podcast throughout the week that it first airs. If you listen elsewhere, like on the iTunes or the Stitcher, uh, leave us your ratings and reviews on those platforms. Email me, me at adam at adamsank.com. Like the Facebook page, download my two comedy albums. Uh, and if you do listen to the album, once again, leave a review. Those reviews, those thumbs up, they really make a big fucking difference. Also, I need to tell you quickly about the season of giving. This is the DNR Studios internship program. Uh, you know that most of the interns that work at DNR Studios are at-risk homeless LGBTQ youth from the Alley Forney Center here in New York City. Uh, so we ask that you make donations this time of year at dnrstudios.com. There's a donate button right at the top of the homepage there. This is such an important program. Our own beloved JB came up through this program. We would not have JB as our producer if it weren't for the Season of Giving and DNR Studios internship program. Also, Arafat, who many of you know from other shows, uh, both he and JB have been hired. He, right? Uh, but <laughs> I'm so afraid of pronouns these days. He's the only straight guy here. Ah, f fabulous. Um, you know, more than a dozen interns have come through the program. So again, give what you can. It's a great uh, donation. It's tax deductible. DNRstudios.com slash donate. Or just go to the red donate button at the top of the homepage. Today, our guest is the sexy, the beautiful, the multi-talented actor-director, Gerald McCulloch. Gerald, as many ass fans will remember, was our very first guest ever on the pilot show in April 2017. And he came on then to talk about a documentary he had just made about male strippers. Now he's made a sequel called All Male, All Nude, Johnsons. And we'll be talking to him in just a few minutes. But first, I need to welcome back everyone's favorite piglet, my co-host, Ryan Frostig. Hello. Ryan. I'm, I'm uh, Instagramming. I actually don't know the answer to this. How do you feel about male strippers? Are you, are you into the whole stripping thing? So when I first, uh, when I was in Chicago, I went to a, a gay strip club called the Lucky Horseshoe. And um, it was my first time ever going to a strip club and I, I had $3. So I, <laughs> I, I, I'm surprised you had that many. I know. Well, I, I, it was, I had 10 total. I used seven for the drink and three for the tips. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think they are hardworking, fun, outstanding individuals. And I, uh, I salute their work. There you go. I'm not like turned. I mean, I'm not like I'm not. I don't, I don't get into it. No, no. Because of the transactional nature of it. But I have friends that man, they, they like nothing more than cash. to throw money. Mm -hmm. I, call a the, I, I call rape on them because I don't like when they touch me. The strippers. Yeah. You've said this before. Don't JB. touch me. Don't don't touch me. Don't touch me. I, I don't I don't like I mean I think most guys person. who come to strip bars would love to be touched by the strippers. I think the opposite is usually the case. Yeah, but I'm I'm not going cuz I want to go. I'm going cuz my friends are going. I'm just tagging along with them. And I don't know, like girl, make your money, but don't touch me. Okay, you heard it here first. Ryan and JB, it, it is fall. It is October. Happy uh, fall do you to enjoy, all the basic do you, bitches. <laughs> do, do you enjoy pumpkin spice things? Um not yes. from Starbucks. We have a pumpkin spice Keurig here at DDR Studios that Derek, he took down the sign, but he had a sign that says basic pumpkin spice right here. I did. I saw that on <laughs> social media. 
I like pumpkin flavored things. Like I love pumpkin pie. I love pumpkin loaves. I like <laughs> pumpkin candles. The pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks is trash, and I will not consume that product. I'm with you. I'm not a big fan of the but, pumpkin spice but, products, but I do like pumpkin spice itself. Yes. Like I love a good pumpkin pie. Sure. Or like a pumpkin muffin. Mm. Anyway, the reason I bring this up is because, uh, so a few weeks ago, I posted this meme, this gif, whatever, this thing that, some, that I had seen that was like pumpkin spice prep. Oh, you know, yes. it was a joke. Yes, they yes, didn't yes, really yes, make yes. pumpkin spice prep. Well, this is not a joke. A company has introduced pumpkin spice poppers. Oh. Wait, what? Pumpkin spice poppers. Okay. Girl. 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 I want to. We, we need to talk about your life right now. If you're buying pumpkin spice poppers, bitch, get together. <laughs> There's a company called Double Scorpio, which, and I believe we have some sound of this. Uh, it, Double Scorpio has released pumpkin spice latte. Um, and I have to read you this. This is from the press release. Pumpkin spice latte is our newest scent just in time for sweater weather. Whether you're a festive top or an autumnal bottom. <laughs> now that's great, right? Are you an autumnal bottom, right? Absolutely. Pumpkin spice latte will warm your heart with a scent that is anything but basic. You know those things that you hear about that you're like, I will never try that. That sounds fucking gross and weird. I don't think this is one of those. I actually kind of want to. I want to. If I were still doing poppers, which I am not, I would try this in a heartbeat because real poppers smell terrible and they make the room smell terrible. It'd be kind of nice to after you get fucked and your trick leaves. If your home has like a nice festive autumn smell to it, I think what's what's the downside? Are there like scented different various? I've never heard of this. I've never heard of scented poppers. Why hasn't someone? Well, China made that a thing. Now they have. These are available on DoubleScorpio.com for $24. They are not an advertiser or a sponsor, but I would love it if they, they were. They should be. So if you're listening, Double Scorpio, <laughs> send us some samples. Dr. Scorpio, or Double Scorpio, <laughs> if you're listening. I want you to hear me, please. Mr. President, if you're listening. listening. Uh, yeah. So that's that. Okay, moving on. Someone has come up with a gender-neutral variation for daddy. We'll have to ask Gerald how he feels about this, since Gerald is a daddy, uh, and starred in the movie Daddy. Uh, Ready for this? The term is chef. No. No. As in, yeah, Ah. fuck me, chef. Oh, yeah, give it to me, chef. Come on, chef. Give me that load, chef. Okay. How do we feel? Two things. For me, personally, when I hear chef... I think of Chef Fo, which is the Chinese place that Adam and I order <laughs> delivery from. It's the best. And I Chinese kind of do think York. of Chef Fo as my daddy because his his um, general chow's chicken is mind blowing. It's like as good as having sex. So like, this kind of makes sense to me. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> I I I was I did a little culinary training and we had to call the chef chef and he was a mean bastard. So <laughs> it's a little triggering for me. Well, I have to tell you, when I first saw the story, I thought it said chief. And that chief, I kind of like. makes sense. I but I like guess chief might be insensitive to Native Americans. Yeah. Who knows? I, should, I'm happy with daddy. We should bring um, Papa back. Pa- fuck me, Papa. <laughs> oh, yeah, Papa. Pa- fuck me. Papa, ca- Papa, can you hear me? <laughs> Papa, can you fuck me? <laughs> Papa, can you breed me? Oh, my God. <laughs> Papa, can you fill my heart? That's beautiful, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan Sorry. will be starring in the porn version of Yantel. <laughs> oh my God, what is it which called? Which is called? I don't know. Schnitzel. <laughs> Schnitzel. <laughs> I don't know. We'll come back to that. Um, we're going to skip right to the Pride update because I don't have time to do these other stories. Gerald needs to be in and out of here quickly today. So we're going to do let's the interview do earlier than usual. Then we're going to come back to the stories. But let's first update you with Pride celebrations happening around the world. Hit it and steal. October 1st through 15th is Hispanic LGBT Pride in Miami. October 12th is Aloha Maui Pride Festival in Kalahui. October 11th through 13th is Atlanta Pride down in Atlanta, Georgia. That's Gerald's hometown. And October 24th through 26th, we're going to stay down south in Georgia because it's Savannah Pride. You know, I never made it to Savannah when I lived in Atlanta for two years, and I wish that I had because it's supposed to be really beautiful and mystical and historic, and I read that book, Midnight in the Garden of of Good and Evil. Mm -hmm. 
But now it's time for our guest segment. And I am excited because he was our very first guest on The Ass back in, on April 15th, 2017. Actor-director Gerald McCulloch came on to promote a documentary uh, about Swinging Richards, which is a, a famous strip club in Atlanta. Now he has made a sequel about a different strip club in South Florida called Johnson's. The film immediately shot to number one on Amazon's list of LGBT new releases. Here is a clip. When I go into a lap dance room, I, I have my underwear on. It's a lap dance. It's a frictional lap dance. It's sensual. I sit on top of the, of the customer. And you have to make them feel that the, that, that money that they're spending in that private dance is it, it, worthwhile because that's one that's going to keep them coming back. And joining us now in studio is Gerald McCulloch. Hey. Gerald, Ooh, Our studio Ooh, audience is going love crazy. You. Tumultuous applause yeah, for Gerald. Yeah. You know, I was loving it because you say my name right. So I of course I do. I know doesn't you. Doesn't happen a lot. We go back years. We do go back years. This is the first. So you were, as I said, you were our first guest, but you were on the telephone because you weren't in New York, and to have you here in the flesh. Looking at you in the it, eyes. It's very exciting. I know, it is very exciting. We met... Many years we've known each what, other. What, 15 years ago? 12 years ago? Possibly, yeah. We were yeah. both so young. We were so... We still are. Fortunately, we've aged beautifully. <laughs> Gerald, I'm so glad that you made uh, a sequel because I felt like the first film left so many unanswered questions. What what drew you... What were some of those questions? <laughs> that I don't know. <laughs> that was a joke. What, what drew you back to, to, the, to the world of stripping? What drew you to, to Johnson's? Um, well, Matt Kalunga, who is the owner of Johnson's, was the DJ and the manager in the first film. Yes. All male, all nude. And when the first film kind of hit and did as well as it's been doing, Matt contacted me. You know, I started filming that film 10 years ago. And... Uh, the film Daddy came into my life and other projects. I was still on CSI at the time. So I wasn't able to finish the first All Male, All Nude the way I thought I would because I had other projects that took me away from it. So when I finally finished that, it had been about 10 years since I'd really spoken with Matt Kalunga, who is in the first film. And he reached out and said, you know, I've left Swing Richards. I've opened up my own club in Fort Lauderdale. You should come check it out. And so I did. And around that time, my distributors, Breaking Glass Pictures, had also approached me saying, hey, you know what? Your film on Mail on Nude is doing awesome. Let's maybe look at doing a part two. Or Right, there's on, clearly an yeah, audience for it. Yeah, there's a crazy audience for that. So I went down to Matt's Club and checked it out, and I was on board the moment I walked in those doors. Now, the film is called Johnson's. The club is called Johnson's. And while there are naked penises in this movie, everyone rest assured, you will see naked penises you when you see, see this movie. You I do see. So. But the dancers actually are not allowed to show their dicks. Can you explain what the rules are for this club and for clubs in other states? Because you, you talk, they talk about this in the movie. Yeah, uh, well, Swingin' Richards in Atlanta, Georgia, is an all-male, all-nude club. Johnson's in Fort Lauderdale uh, is a guess you'd say a glorified go-go bar. Matt is kind of rebranding the gay go-go bar experience and calling it a gay strip club. And although they do start fully clothed and strip down to their G-string or their underwear, they, quote-unquote, <laughs> cannot show their hole or their genitalia. That's right. The G-string, there's the, the string yes. has to cover their hole. Yes, and the jock straps have to also go up around... The crevice of the butthole. Is that <laughs> the butthole? The butthole. Is that Florida law? You know, um, it's law in a lot of places, not just Florida. It's so crazy, um, right? What's wrong with this country? You can go buy a machine gun, it's, but you can't know, see a dick? I know, that's the whole point. And it's fine for females, but not for males. It's, it's all crazy. Huh. You know, I've, yeah. Um, Interesting. Now... Matt, uh, this Matt Kalunga that you mentioned, who's kind of like a real life Magic Mike in the sense that, you know, Magic Mike always, his dream was to always uh, open his own club and graduate from dancer to owner. And Matt's actually done this. Matt really has. He know. spends a lot of time, I feel like every time he's on camera, he's telling you all the things that aren't going on in this club. <laughs> There's no nudity. No one's having sex. No one's allowed, you know, the boys, no one, you can't touch the, the dancer's penises. But then in the B-roll, Throughout the film, there's a lot of hands going down underwear, 
I, there's hands appearing to go inside of some people. What's, what's actually happening? Well, he doesn't really say all those rules that you said. But, you know, Matt has spent his whole life in the male stripping industry. And he's definitely seen a lot of stuff. Um, and his goal is to kind of change people's perceptions of strip clubs. So he does play by the, by the, bo- uh, by the books. And, uh, and yes, there is touching. It is, as they say in the movie, it is a tactile lap dance. You know, it's... Yeah, um, we're going to talk about that in a so moment. So, yeah, you're allowed to touch, but you're not allowed to get explicit. Right. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, Matt has really become kind of a, a mentor to so many guys that come in and out of his club. He runs a tight he ship. He runs a really tight he, ship. And Ryan, all of these dancers have to get breathalyzed at the end of their shift. At the end? Yeah. Oh, I guess that makes sense. To prove that yeah, they, want, that they know, haven't drank. Yeah, I mean, his goal is to you know, not only keep his employees safe, you know, but also you know, the people that come in and out of the club. Wow. And he did the same thing at Swing Richards. You know, he, he, Swing Richards is no longer under his control now. But when it was, you know, it was also a very tightly run ship. And he um, talks about how, like, he pumps in this scent that they use in some of the better is, hotels. Yeah, he's a great it's, entrepreneur, man. The place is spotless. Yeah. It doesn't, no one's, you're not allowed to smoke. It's, you know, it's a very kind of that she-she experience. Well, he knows that stigma that he's going up against. You yeah. know, he knows what everyone thinks about when they think of going to a strip club. And he wants to challenge that. I mean, as someone who's been a stripper since he was 20 for, you know, 23 years he's been in the industry. He knows. You know, he really, yeah, he really knows the downfalls. And he's like, you know, I can change that. And, you know, as a filmmaker, to watch somebody achieve their dream and to do that on film, you know, I've been charting his life for 10 years. You don't get to do that very often in a film or yeah. ever. So it's amazing, you know, and while he's been doing that, he's also a bodybuilder, you know, and during the time uh, that Johnson's had been open a year, which is when I was kind of charting this story, you know, he was also doing his final body competition. And he also, you know, did very well in that. So it was kind of a really great Impressive journey. guy. Impressive guy, yeah. And has really had a great impact on so many of these guys that come in and out of that club. Now, how many hours did you have to spend at the strip club making this film? I spent quite a lot. <laughs> uh, you know, I went, I started filming, uh, filming, filming. <laughs> uh, it's okay. That's all right. A little southern twang. that you're yeah, from the south. Right. Right. You're welcome here. Um, I started filming it, I would say, in August of last year. And I would go down a weekend or about four days every three or four weeks and kind of chart uh, people's journeys and see how their lives had changed or moved on or how the club had evolved. Uh, the club was going through a few um, growing pains at the time. You know, there was some resistance from the city. There's resistance from a lot of fellow employers around uh, the drive in Wilton Manors. And so I get to chart some of that. Uh, Who so, would be resistant? Wilton Manors is the gayest place on earth. It's the second gayest place on earth. After San Francisco. <laughs> San Francisco. Or in gonna, America. Who's going to complain about, about a, 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 a go-go bar? You know, people, I can't Bunch throw anyone under the bus. Asses. But yeah, you know, I mean, other Johnson's Matt's Club is the number one place to go on the drive. There's, you know, it's always a great time. So they didn't want audience. the competition. Yeah, there's a lot of competition. You know, there were, there were other bars that had similar experiences and they were losing some of their clientele to Johnson's so people were trying to do what they could do to uh, throw it under the bus and not give it the life that it's had but it still succeeded it's still succeeding and you know that that's a lot uh, that's attributed to Matt really you know Matt does play by the rules you know as it says in the movie you know he's also he also wants that business to really be a player in the community. Right. You know, Wilton Manors, as he says, and as it said, is the second gayest city in America per, per capita. Uh, it's a really great city. That's, and, by the way, where I did my naked yeah. comedy. Mm-hmm. As you should. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. I would have seen July. that. In July. Really? Why didn't you let me film that? We did that? seven shows. What? You should. Oh, my God. Ronnie Larson would have loved oh for God. you to film. That's your next project. Were you naked? Oh, yeah. Hot. I've done naked comedy a lot. I've never seen you naked comedy. Yeah. You have to bring me And we've done comedy together before. We have. Well, never naked. <laughs> no, unfortunately. <laughs> Put it on the list of things to do. Absolutely. Ta-da. Boom, boom. Hey. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Gerald. <laughs> yes. Oh uh, yes, sir. Wait. I went off the subject. What were we talking about? About. You do, you do a great job of obscuring the faces of the patrons in in this film. W- when you walked in with your crew, were people like, "Get the fuck away from me! I don't want to be yeah." Filmed I mean, it's in definitely a, a challenge. Club. And you know, when you say my crew, sometimes it was just me and my camera. Mm-hmm. You know, because of uh, you know 
because it's a strip club, and yes, there are a lot of people that don't want to be filmed. Um, I couldn't go in with a full crew. You know, the times I did have... So what about a full load? A full load. <laughs> oh, <dear>. Hi, Mom. <laughs> uh, is she listening? We often Not talk anymore. About, I'm talking Not about anymore. Mrs. McCulloch. I'm talking about laundry. <laughs> he couldn't bring his laundry into the club. Um, yeah, I mean, the times I did have a crew in there, we did have signs up, you know, saying that this was being filmed. And the dancers that did not want to be filmed were made aware before I, get, well, I was in there that, you know, I'll be filming from... 8 to 11 that night, so if you don't want to be filmed, don't come in. So, uh, you know, because Matt's the owner and also the one that kind of opened up this door for me, it, you know, he was a great threshold into how I connected with the dancers, how I connected with the clients, the audience. Um, yeah. My favorite scenes are inside the locker room when the dancers are just kind of hanging out together because, first of all, that's when you see the most penis. And also, they're just like, they have a really nice camaraderie. And I like the fact that some of them are openly gay and some of them are openly straight. Yeah. And they just hang out naked together and talk about sex. And, As you do. In and the business. And that's really nice. It's really sexy to well, me. Well, you know, that's one thing I really liked about the first movie and this movie is that kind of the family unit that uh, is engendered in these experiences is so unique. You know, and you don't, nowhere else do you find straight guys dependent on a gay clientele for their income. Well, maybe bartenders at gay bars. Mm. But this is a very tactile relationship, and they do have relationships, you know. And, and you said earlier that you didn't like the transactional aspect of that. For me personally, yeah. it doesn't turn me on. It's not that I, I have no judgment about it. It does not do anything for me sexually. But how many first dates have you gone on? that you paid for. Well, I hate those too. And if you, and if anyone knows me, they know yeah. I'm not paying. That's what I'm paying. <laughs> I'm a cheap bitch. We go Dutch, That's honey. You had this, you had this. Exactly. This well. I'm, I'm, I'm adding up your diet That's soda right. yes, to the right. tap. Right. Uh, Gerald, no this, free refills. this film has a, a really fun soundtrack. Doesn't and, it? Uh, yeah. And it's yeah. actually, I was thinking about it. It's like good music to fuck by. Well, which Let is that something that quote. I look for. Let that be a quote. Well, mm. Corey Tut, who did the soundtrack for this movie, also did the soundtrack for my film Daddy that was out a few years ago, and then also did the soundtrack for the first all-male, all-nude film. I'd wanted the second film, A, because the club is not a nude club. I wanted it to feel as much like the first film as it could, and I didn't want the fact that it was called all-male, all-nude and that it wasn't a nude club to be false advertising. Yeah. Um, so yes, there is a lot of locker room experience. There's a lot of flashbacks to the first showering. There is showering. There is flashbacks to the first club. Um, but yeah, a way that I made these two films really feel similar was the soundtrack. Well, here's a track from the uh, the new film soundtrack. It's called "Hey There, Superman." Take a listen. <laughs> I could definitely see myself uh, taking dick to this. Who's the artist singing right now? That's Corey Tut. Corey oh, Tut oh, wrote, he actually, yeah, yeah. Corey Tut wrote uh, every song on the soundtrack, as well as the first soundtrack, uh, and sings all the stuff. It's fun. Yeah. Now, one of your dancers I want to mention uh, works during the day as a children's party entertainer. He does. And dresses up as, as superheroes, including Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. uh -huh. And in his Spider-Man costume... He's particularly sexy. He is, isn't he? He's in, he, and he's a sexy out of that. Kind Ryan, of thing. his dick is so big that he has to like wear. He, what does he call it? He calls it uh, vagina. Because I, I, he's a, he has an accent. He's like, I have to wear a vagina to flatten out the uh, the, the costume. Otherwise, wow. he can't go to a children's party with a big thick penis in the spandex. His life is hard. Spider-Man costume. Life is hard. Life is hard. Literally. All right, Gerald. In the time remaining, it's time to play everyone's favorite oh, game show. I hate game shows. Ask me no questions. This is easy. All you have to do is Can I answer. give you no answers? Uh, no, you have to give answers. <laughs> Ask me no questions. Ask me no questions. It's yeah. got a great yeah. song, so it makes it more fun. What is your favorite sexual position? And I'm not asking top or bottom. What is your favorite actual position to be in during sex? Um, yes. 
All of them. All right. I I will accept that. I will literally accept that. Uh, Okay. A bear, an otter, a jock, and a twink walk into a strip club. Which of them winds up in Gerald McCulloch's bed at the end of the night? Again, your choices were a bear, a jock. Wait. A bear, an otter, a jock, and a twink. Wait. Do you think a jock can't be an otter or a twink? Absolutely he can be. I'm being very broadly stereotypical. I would like a bearish jock that is an otter and possibly younger. Wow. That's a that's lot a to bit ask of, for. Ever, yeah, hey, but you know what? Life's short. Okay. So there isn't one of those types that like you go you automatically are drawn to. You know, I've had the my boyfriends have all been completely different. I don't really have a type. I like someone that I can talk to and You're so personality. Right. Yeah, I know. Who is yeah. personality? Are you single these days by the way? I'm not single. No, no, no. Not Good at all. For you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Good been for about you. 3 and a half years, 4 years. So same guy as last time. Who I said on the air, but I'm not uh-huh. going to now yes, because same guys last uh, time. that's yeah. right. Don't make that mistake. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you played you played ballistics expert Bobby Dawson on CSI. Yes, I did. Name the kind of gun that killed Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> it was probably a Glock. Was it a Glock? No. Oh motherfucker! <laughs> was it? Uh, what was it? Tell me. Obviously, I had to Google this. It was a Henry Derringer 44 caliber pistol, which would have been the next answer sure <laughs> how sure. much ballistics training did you have to go through for that role? oh my god it was exhausting it was it was a lot but it was never before i got the script it was always after the script on the set it was a high pressure motherfucking shit show of a job it was crazy i bet i feel that way about people who have to play doctors on those hospital shows yeah you know and they do rewrites up till like really up until the night before you shoot so many times i would not get my script till midnight the night before i shot and would be up all night long reading the script. Which probably read like gibberish to you uh-huh. when it came to the ballistics And then having to stuff. research it. Yeah, and then you're on the set at six, and you're like, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to say. I don't even know how to say this. So they give you like 30 minutes with a, um expert, you know, in between your takes to learn what you're doing. It, it was crazy. It was crazy. Do you crazy. own a gun? I don't own a gun, no. You know, the one thing that that job did teach me is how crazy-ass powerful those machines are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and the average person shouldn't own one. No. In my opinion. Yeah. Yep. Uh, are you a gold star gay? Or have you ever experienced I, the vagina? I, vagina. I have vagina. eaten the seafood buffet quite a few times. Uh, hey now. But I have never plowed. Interesting. <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. So I'm not really a gold star, but I'm... I'm a so, silver star. I think it's, is that silver star? Silver I think star. you're that, you're a purple heart. Am I a purple oh heart my God. or a purple dick? <laughs> so, so in all those eating experiences, the woman was never like, "Okay, now you can fuck me." Like that never happened. I am 52. That was so long ago. <laughs> like when you were a teen. I mean, I think it was a fat. It was I don't know. It was a way that I could get them off and not really be that responsible. And you I would guess. just be like, "Oh, I'm fine. I don't need to." Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What or, a generous lover you know. did it. Taste like seafood? I, no, it didn't. Okay. It didn't. Because I, I agree. Curious, I've, you I could have asked me. I've gone down on many vaginas in my youth, and none, none of them tasted like all seafood. About your vagina. <laughs> yeah, again, <laughs> throwing the vagina <laughs> under the bus. Always. I am a gold I'm not, star. I'm not a fan of that. But, but now I'm. But now I'm, I have regrets. Like as I get older. If anything, well, it's salty. life continues. Yes, it's salty. It's do, salty and it's kind of it's got a very distinct flavor. But I, I unless the woman has something wrong with her, like she needs to see a, a gynecologist or or take Vagisil or something, it shouldn't taste or smell bad. Okay, F. Mary Kill, actor, gay actor edition. Now we play this with every guest. We're gonna pretend you're single for this. You have to fuck one, marry one, and kill one. Here you go: Neil Patrick Harris, Billy Porter, Guillermo Diaz. Um, well, that's a hard one. First of all, do you fuck, know, have you met all three? I have. Okay. Fuck Neil. Oh. Mary Billy and... Kill Guillermo? Yeah, competition. Wow. <laughs> Guillermo's your competition? I would have thought Neil was your competition. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to kill anybody, really. Who was um, Guillermo? Guillermo, he, I love him. He was on Passion, on Scandal and on Weeds. Oh, he's the okay. one who looks like yes. Scott Hernandez. Yes. yes, he's like my favorite out gay yes. actor. No, he's so, a, yeah. I was thinking of someone else. I, I'm I would sorry. marry Neil for the money. Oh, this is hard, it's, right? Yeah, you can't kill any of those guys. I think I would marry Neil, divorce him, marry Billy, 
<laughs> and oh, fuck see, you, you changed the yeah. See, there you go. You're <laughs> cheating on Billy after you divorced Neil and got well, the money. I'm a whore. I don't want to kill anyone. What's a lie that you tell all the time? Mm. Um, a lie that I tell all the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe to spare someone's feelings. Yes. Or, uh, oh my god. Uh, a lie that I tell all the time is that I have a 10-inch penis. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. No answer. No You're answer. You're an honest person. I'm an honest guy. Speaking sure. of your penis, if you... And a lie that I tell all the time is that I loved being on CSI. <laughs> How's that? Wow. Hey. That's, I know. That is a good answer. Right. Ding, ding. <laughs> My soundboard is off. All right. Just ring the bell. Let's try that again. Shade. Thank you, Derek. <laughs> okay. If, if your penis were a breed of dog... Which breed would it be? Mutt. Oh, interesting yeah. answer. Well, they are the friendliest. They are. <laughs> <laughs> and the most well-behaved. You heard it here first. Gerald McCulloch has a friendly, well-behaved penis. It never shits in the house. Um, okay. Hottest porn star of all time? Oh. Like, who's you know, your I'm gonna, go-to? I'm going to be so fucking old school be embarrassing. You're not going to say who I, I think am. You are. I know. Is that horrible? Can I? I shouldn't say it. Say though. it. Jeff Stryker. Yes. <laughs> you and I are. So, Ryan Idol. You and I are such. 80s Ryan, I did a show with Ryan Idol. Which show? I did a show. Well, I, I quit the show. It was one of those shows like where everyone got naked. You know, like making porn. Yeah, but I don't remember what this one was called. So um, we've talked about him on the show before. He's now in prison. Is he for trying to for for uh, attempted he murder? Somebody right? He, he pushed them off of a. No, he took the top of a toilet tank. And bashed his girlfriend over the head with it and nearly killed her. Oh, and wow. so he's like for in, uh, serving a long sentence. Did you know he was nuts when you, uh, when you worked with him? I actually thought he was a really sweet guy. But yeah, a little crazy. Um, but a really sweet guy. But st- and straight as can be. Yeah. And very attracted to him from the get-go. I was like, really? All righty. I was attracted to him back in the day. But I, he didn't age so well. Well, I, also, I mean, this show was before CSI. This was when I first moved to L.A., and mm. it was a play I did and well, that I quit. Did he show you his dick? I got to see his dick, and that's when I quit. I, after I, I stayed in it for that long, I was like, now I'm out. Now I'm done. I've done my... <laughs> uh, so who's your go-to today? Like, if you have to... If you have, like, 30 seconds and you have to, come, you have to get off, who do you put on? Mm. <laughs> SeanCody.com. Okay. <laughs> you like that, right, Ryan? Ryan's eating what, a bagel Ryan, right why, now. What, why the hand? Why the jazz hand? I think he likes Ryan Cody. I think he likes guys. <laughs> <laughs> why did I get jazz Ryan, hands? Ryan just broke into a Bob Fosse number I for know. no reason whatsoever. Sean Cody jazz hand. No, he's eating a. He just took a giant bite of his bagel, so he can't speak right now. I'm going to say that Ryan, Sean Cody's a little too clean and uh, hairless for Ryan. Okay. Yeah. I he likes that. he likes everything filthy and smelly. Are you a Sean uh, Sean Harding fan? Sean Harding is in All Male on New Johnsons, as is Hunter it. Scott. I'd have to see his work. Okay, to, well, to you can it, see his work. You can, the, and, and I'll plug this. The DVD of All Male on New Johnson's is uncensored. So there is oh. a porn scene before, be, between Hunter Scott, who's a very, very uh, well-known, very large bear porn star, mm-hmm. and the otter, mm. um, Sean I do Hardy. love an otter. Now, it is quite a visual experience to see those two together. Now, the mm. film is available streaming on Amazon and other platforms. iTunes. It, iTunes is... It is sold out on Amazon. It's sold out Amazing. on its first day. How do you get the uncensored version? Uh, the DVD. You can order on Amazon or through Breaking Glass Pictures. Uh, it's streaming on iTunes. You can rent it or purchase it on iTunes, but you, but that's only the streaming version. And the version that will stream on Amazon and other streaming platforms will not be the uncensored version. The once, uncensored version is only available on DVD. Okay, once again, it's called All Male, All Nude, Johnson's. Gerald McCulloch, congratulations on the film. Thank, Thank you, you for coming you. in. It's awesome to be back here, man. I, it's, it's wonderful great. to have you back. How do people stalk you on social media? Gerald McCulloch, which is a tongue twister, is my Instagram. Because I'm Gerald and not Gerald, and I have a hard G. It's a hard G is my Twitter and it's a hard G. Yeah, and Gerald McCulloch is also my Facebook. And, I love a hard know. G. I love a hard I like, G, too. I like hard G, too. I love you. Thank you for coming back. You're awesome, man. Don't wait Can another two and a half years uh, next time before seeing us again. All right, we I'll try to make another dick doc before that. Please, ah. anytime you're in New York. <laughs> Mwah. Love you. Love you and you're too, on your man. way to a concert right now, right? I am. I'm seeing Alicia Keys in Central Park. Nice. Have a fat, yeah. beautiful day I for know. it. Close your mouth. Close your mouth. I know. I'm so excited. Enjoy yourself. Thank you, man. Love you. Bye, Bye. Nice to meet you. Bye.
Well, that was awesome. That was so much fun. So Wonderful great talking to Gerald. Yes. So we were talking. Uh, we were doing stories. We were just talking about uh, gender neutral. Oh, we forgot to ask De Gerald what he thinks of sh of Chef. As a yeah, hop back on the microphone for one sec. Just for a moment. What do we think about Chef as a as a replacement chef for Daddy? Chef Boyardee. <laughs> like Boyardee's if someone, not bad. Because he it's was gender neutral. Daddy. daddy. I'm, I directed a movie made Daddy. I was in Daddy. Daddy's my go-to. Daddy. 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 Boom. You heard it here first. What do you think I of agree. Papa? And you know, and they're trying, and there's some, there's a, <laughs> Papa, Papa's all right. Papa can hear me. How about, exactly. I know I heard it earlier. How about Abba? Abba. <laughs> oh, Abba. Oh, Abba. Papa. Papa. Honestly, Papa. Cher's Abba album makes me, me feel Papa. sexual, so. Does it really? It all comes. All right. It's so you know good. that Sonny and Cher was my very first concert I ever saw, ever? Wow. You're, you're Sonny aging and Cher. I, I don't mind. I said I was 52 <laughs> about 10 minutes ago. All right. Proud Goodbye again. Thank <laughs> you. Bye. Bye, oh, Chef. Bye again. Bye, we love you, Chef. Okay. This is the most batshit crazy story of possibly the year, if not the decade. Um, so before you two jump in, because I know what you're going to say, just listen to this. A woman is accused of abandoning the girl that she adopted in 2010. But she and her husband claim that they did not, in fact, abandon a girl. They abandoned an adult dwarf posing as a girl who tried to kill the entire family. Christine Barnett and her ex-husband, Michael, are from Indiana. They're charged with neglect after, neglect after leaving Ukrainian-born Natalie Grace in an apartment by herself shortly before they moved to Canada in 2013. They basically were like, you stay here. We're going to Canada. They paid rent for her after they left, but broke off all contact. Natalie is three feet tall and has trouble walking. The Barnetts claim that she was hiding knives under the couches, talking about how she was going to kill family members, putting chemicals in their coffee, jumping out of moving cars, smearing blood on the mirrors. She would stand over people in their sleep. She'd be standing in the middle of the room and say, I'm waiting for the right time. She was in and out of mental health facilities, but was left in the apartment in Lafayette, Indiana. Uh, this is what's really crazy. The family was already known to the world through their son, Jacob, a child prodigy, who was the subject of a 2012 episode of CBS 60 Minutes. Jacob started taking university math classes and is currently pursuing a PhD in quantum gravity. But back to the perhaps evil adult dwarf posing as a child, it is almost the exact plot of the 2009 horror movie, The Orphan. Oh my God. So either you have to believe that the girl saw the movie, that the, the adult dwarf saw the movie and decided she too was gonna impersonate a, a, a Ukrainian child. In the movie, it's a, like a Russian child. She pretended to be a Ukrainian child so she could like terrorize this family. Or she's a real child, albeit one who's fucked up, and the parents saw the movie and decided we're gonna pretend <laughs> That this is what happened to us. There's no way that any real life situation could so closely parallel this movie, because because it's I, a crazy I premise. Baby. I need to see this baby. Um, uh, I, there is a picture of her, but I don't have it printed I out. I am deeply disturbed, <laughs> and I have no more. I have no more comments <laughs> at this time. Well, it, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I mean, the headline alone just. Completely. Woman claims adopted girl she abandoned was really an adult dwarf no, who I, wanted to kill her my, family. On my breakdown, it's parents charged with abandoning adopted child they claim is really evil dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was my headline. Oh, you that was that. my synopsis. <laughs> it's uh, it's. <laughs> Now, what's really fucked up? You, I mean, this is really fucked. <laughs> everything I mean, about it's fucked really up. Fucked but up. here's what's crazy: no one knows where Natalie is right now. No what? one can find her. What's oh, the God, What's the brother's dwarf. name? The brother's name is Jacob. In every family, you have a Jacob, <laughs> and you have a Natalie. One is a prodigy, one is an evil dwarf. <laughs> well, this story is really upsetting to pe to adopted kids as well totally. as to dwarves. Yeah, it's really. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of whom this are known to be evil. <laughs> I so we just need to wrap this up. So yes. yeah. So so anyway, they've been charged. I think until they can locate Natalie, it's hard to know who's telling the truth. But um, the defense claims that Natalie was actually a twenty-two year twenty-two year old woman when they left her behind, um, and that uh, according to the family doctor, Natalie's date of birth at the time of adoption was clearly inaccurate. She had adult teeth and had already begun menstruating. Oh, okay. 
So, <laughs> are you sure this is what the family doctor said? Because if that's the case, I, I take the doctor's word for it. Oh, God, I don't know. But anyway, this led me to watch some of the clips from Orphan, and what a terrifying fucking movie that is. Anyhow, anyway. we'll have to see how this plays out, but of course we had to talk about it. Meanwhile, Tina Fey wants students at the University of Virginia to stop insulting gay people. Yeah, please. But only at the University of Virginia. <laughs> Everywhere else, it's totally fine. <laughs> Keep it coming. So UVA has a fight song called The Good Old Song. Do you know your university's fight song, Ron? I, I meant to ask you this. We, we did not have... I, I, I went to a theater conservatory. <laughs> your fight song was... The university... I don't... Your fight song was What I Did for Love from exactly. a chorus line. <laughs> Ours was... I went to Michigan. Ours was Hail to the victors, valiant hail to... They're always terrible. Go blue. This one has a line that says, We come from old Virginia where all is bright and gay. In the 1970s, once people realized what gay meant... Uh, students started changing the words and saying, not gay. <laughs> Geniuses. <laughs> Which is so creative. This is how you know UVA is a top school. We come from old Virginia where all is bright and not gay. Um, sometimes instead of saying not gay, they just yell, fuck tech, because Virginia Tech is their big rival. So now students and faculty at UVA have created this little video uh, with, with both current and former students, of which um, Tina Fey is one. That was wrong. Whatever. Former students, including Tina Fey, basically notice. telling the students to cut that shit out, stop being homophobic, stop changing the words. Um, I, I didn't include the Tina Fey in this soundbite because she's the only one of them that they mic'd poorly. She's like the most famous person in the video and you can't fucking hear her. But here's some of the video. So obviously, like nowadays, we're really pushing to just, you know, Sing the song. The good old song is really good, as written. I love the feeling I get putting my arms around my fellow who's, um, whether winning or losing. Wahoo, wahoo, wahoo. Uni V Virginia. Hooray, ray, hooray, ray. Hey, hey. UVA. Hey, okay, so, <laughs> sorry, I had to go for a second. Hey. So, yeah, so good for them, uh, speaking out and putting together that little PSA to try to get yeah. people to stop being assholes. Please stop being assholes and just give me your asshole. <laughs> oh, anyway. Meanwhile, at Rice University, which is in Houston, this is a fabulous story. So Rice University, they were playing their rival, Baylor University. Baylor is like this like evangelical, like Baptist um repressive university where they're very anti-gay. I don't think students are allowed to be openly gay. Uh, they actually refuse to recognize a student group for LGBTQ students saying, quote, homosexual behavior is not permitted at Baylor. So they played Rice in football. And this happened a couple weeks ago. And at halftime, first Baylor, the Baylor marching band went up and did their thing. And then the Rice marching band got up and they've... <laughs> displayed such faggotry like <laughs> rainbow flags everywhere Lord. and they had they, they had the band play ymca by the village people they were waving the trans flags and this was all just a big fuck you to baylor so one of the students caught part of it on video which he put on instagram take a listen supporting all of our outstanding students even those who like the star wars prequels Isn't that awesome? That makes me so proud to be gay. Apparently, if in the video, I was there, it says they spell pride at the end, which is pretty cute. Yeah, they spelled out pride, like amazing, in, in giant letters on the field. That makes me so happy. You have to also see Ryan marching with the marching band. He was doing a little choreography. Get me out there on that field. So thank you to Rice gay. University. <laughs> and uh, yes. I, I love creative protests. Yes, it's my favorite thing. It's amazing. Keeps the world moving. In less happy news, Roseanne is back. So close. Roseanne, okay, so first of all, she's now touring with Andrew Dice Clay. 
another right wing asshole. Oh, you don't know Dice, Ryan. Andrew Dice Clay was one of the most notorious comedians of the 80s. When he appeared on Saturday Night Live, Sinead O'Connor refused to be the musical guest and several cast members refused to appear that night. He he was known for being like really sexist and homophobic and he would do like hickory dickory duck. This chick was sucking my cock. I actually That's found some really of his what, the, his one joke that I always found funny is he would go, um, so I got my tongue up this chick's ass. She goes, do I know you? I go, what difference does it make? We're in a bank. Oh, <laughs> his jokes were like that. But he would sell out Madison Square Garden. He's now actually become a kind of a respected actor. He played Lady Gaga's father in A Star Is Born. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah, he's a good actor, but he's kind of a dick. Anyway, he and Roseanne are going out on the road together, and so she's doing some interviews. It's the first time she's kind of back in the limelight since she was fired from her own show. And uh, as usual, she's playing the victim, and she claims that she still claims that the Valerie Jarrett tweet was the result of her being on Ambien, that she's been sober from Ambien for a year and a half. But she also blames the entire cast of Roseanne for getting her fired including Sarah Gilbert. Take a listen. Have you talked to her since? No. Do you want to? Do you plan at some point to sit down with her and confront her about it? When somebody just doesn't care how their actions affect you, what's there to talk about? Do you talk to any of the cast anymore? No. Do you watch the show anymore? No. I watch my reruns. (laughs) Of course you do. The Um, reason she's mad at Sarah Gilbert is because Sarah Gilbert tweeted essentially that after the Roseanne tweet about Valerie Jarrett, that this doesn't represent the views of any of the other cast or crew of Roseanne and that they find it abhorrent. Yeah. What the fuck else was she supposed to do? Yeah. Hello. Hello. And also, I say this every time, people seem to forget that it wasn't just the one tweet. Yeah, there were a lot. There were hundreds of vicious, racist, Islamophobic, crazy-ass tweets from Roseanne. Yep. This was just the final straw. Right. Calling Valerie Jarrett an ape. That was what that was the nail in the coffin. But they had warned her. They had said, cut the cut the fucking tweets out, Roseanne. And just like Donald Trump, she couldn't. So now she's touring the fucking Andrew Dice Clay. Instead of being on a show. Which, by the way, if you're not watching The Connors, is a fantastic show. Yeah. They just had the season premiere. I it's the best network sitcom. Wow. Period. Everyone should be watching The Connors. Speaking of classic sitcoms, I think you guys are going to love this story. Oh, my God. So Netflix had been showing Friends the entire series for the last, I don't know, year or two. and uh, It's been a couple years, I I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. And it's moving off of Netflix now. You, You won't be able to watch it. Did you just say thank God? Yeah, I don't like Friends. I'm not a millennial who's into Friends. I'm sorry. To each his own, JB, but it's one of my favorite shows of all time. It makes me so... Because I'm white. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes, it is. Because I'm a white basic bitch. (laughs) Maybe I am, but I love it. Anyway, one of their fans is a YouTube star named Chase Holfelder, which is also Ryan's (laughs) grinder name. Chase Holfelder. Oh my god, that's, uh, that's pretty good. He He's a really fabulous musician, and he does a, a lot of TV theme songs, but what he'll do is he'll take them from a major key to a minor key. Um, and so he, as a tribute to Friends leaving Netflix, he performed, he rewrote and performed the Friends theme song, but in a minor key. Take a listen. No one told you life was gonna be this way Your job's a joke, you broke Love lasty away. It's like you're always stuck in second gear. When it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year. I'll be there for you. When the rain starts to pour. fucking good I'm isn't it obsessed isn't it great and it's he's amazing. got a ton of really good songs up there that is awesome i think he's cute too now i watched him and i thought oh gay guy just kind of assumed sure so i like reached out to him and i was like hey i have this podcast and here's a link to it and we'd love to have you on to talk about the friends theme no response 
Then I went on his Instagram, and there's tons of pictures with his wife and kids. And now I'm thinking he might be like a religious Christian who okay. was not uh, interested in being on the ass. But he likes friends. Oh, how interesting. Oh, JB. <laughs> Come on. Even you have to admit that was pretty damn good. Listen. Oh, she's so bitter. I is. Andrew Holfelcher. What's his name? <laughs> no, so it's, flesh them holes. it's Chase Holfelder. <laughs> I mean, if that isn't a porn name, Chase Holefiller. Holefiller, yeah. Bug chasing Holefiller. <laughs> Wait, what is Felch again? Felch is when you suck the cum out of someone's butt that you oh, just right, filled. right, right. Yeah. So Holefelcher. Holefelcher. That should be his name. So this is how we're punishing him for not coming on the show. Chase, if you're listening. <laughs> we're renaming you. Uh, I just love that, though. And, on, and he, so good. he does another one where he plays like household objects and turns it into like a symphony. Like he's really talented. It's stuff, it's stuff like this that makes me happy the internet exists. That me people too. can like use it as a platform to put this kind of stuff out. Everyone but JB loves it. Okay. Um, here's another. This may, this may be as crazy a story as the orphan story. I am still trying. Natalie... Natalie, if you're out there, oh my God! If we could get Natalie, on the show. <laughs> get Natalie but, on the but show. But I'm scared of her too because apparently she well, hides knives under the we'll sofa. Have to hire security. <laughs> We've brought in a security guard today okay, to deal with Natalie, question. the three foot tall. Does the brother not know about this? Like, has he oh, I'm sure met? he knows. Like, he, well, he went smart? to college at 12, so I don't oh. think he was there during the whole Natalie years. <laughs> he was a little busy while Natalie was out there being an evil dwarf. <laughs> This is so, I'm sorry. Also, if she has trouble walking, how dangerous could she have been? I mean, they could have just chained her up. Or just leg sweeper. <laughs> oh my God. This is the darkest show we've I, ever had. I gotta go. I gotta go forever. Oh my God, this is so dark. Woo, okay. I'm going to hell. Oh, I'm going to hell. Watch Orphan. That's all you need to know. Okay, this story, I'm going to read you the headline first and you're going to be scratching your you're going to be scratching your furry head. The headline is The furry community is very LGBTQ inclusive and doesn't tolerate haters like Milo. Now what could this mean? So, first I need to tell you that uh, so okay, let's start here. You guys know what furries are, right? Yes. Yes, I do. I I don't I don't accept fairies. They're wrong. <laughs> JP, <laughs> we accept all lifestyles on the ass. <laughs> yeah. So furries, for those of you who don't know, I've also ha- heard them called Furbies and Plushies. I've heard all three names given. But I think they prefer to be called furries. And they are adults <laughs> who'd like to dress up in fur-covered costumes, like mascot costumes. Um, and they often assume the identity of the animal uh, that they're portraying. So, for instance, Ryan's boyfriend, <laughs> Boy Wolf, yes. I imagine would, if he were he a furry, he would be a, be wolf. a wolf. Yeah. And there are bear furries and dog furries and cat furries, and they have these conventions where they all get together and hang out and dance. And apparently, there's furry sex, which involves. I think they stay in the costume, but yeah, their they genitalia, just, oh. kind of like at GNI when Ryan and I were at the nudist place at night when it was cold, guys would be like head to toe flannel pajamas, except there'd be a hole Where around they're... their cock and balls. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That's why I think furries are wrong. That's why I say it's wrong. <laughs> but I mean, it must be on a cold night. It must be kind of nice. Okay. There is something hot about um, like a, like a head, like a helmet, like a, like a furry helmet, but nothing. With a no human body. body. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's how I get behind, but not a full suit with my dick out. Like if I was no, on drugs wrong. and getting fucked by like. Like a like a lion, a wolf. like a lion or wolf or something, and I could see his like hot rip body, and that'd be hot. I will tell you this: years and years ago, I was out at Roxy one night, and it was Halloween, the the beloved Roxy yes. super super club that no longer exists, and I'm sure I was high as fuck, and everyone was in costumes, and I saw a wolf, <laughs> and I honestly can't remember now if it was a mask or if it was just like makeup and ears and you know fake whiskers or something but he his face was a wolf but his body was like basically naked and you were a little red riding dick and i remember just looking at him and thinking that's the hottest thing i've ever seen so i agree with you the the the, a a mask on the face or or a costumed head can be sexy can be sexy but like an eyes wide shut type of yeah yeah not a whole body anyway 
So they have these conventions, and apparently Milo Yiannopoulos, who we talk about far too often on this show, has been trolling the furry community and basically attending their conventions and targeting alt-right followers of his who are also furries. There's apparently some crossover between the gay alt-right community and the furry community. Because it's wrong. (laughs) Now, we should also point out that furries, these conventions are not exclusively gay. Um, However, LGBTQ people tend to be overrepresented at these. So, you know, it'll be like just a regular furry convention, but like half the people there will be queer. So... Uh, Milo recently targeted something called Chicago Midwest Fur Fest. Actually, this was back in December. It's one of the furry community's leading lights with a herd of 10,000 goers. Um, Soon after he registered online protesting Swamp the Convention volunteers, um, he was rejected from the convention, but he vowed to crash anyway. Um, He's apparent. It's very confusing to me what he's doing there. He's pitching the alt furries with tacky, a tacky framed photo to fund his trip. He's trying to upsell them. Um, you know, he likes to disrupt. And so apparently he wants to disrupt these fur, these fur conventions in an attempt to get attention and money. But here's what I've left out. This article was written by someone named Patch O'Fur. Oh, my God. This was an LGBTQ nation. And there's an editor's note. This commentary was written by Patch O'Fur. Publisher of furry news site Dogpatch Press. He's using a gnome de plume because it is part of his fursona. No. <laughs> yes, you heard me right. Oh, fursona. My God. That's his identity within the community, somewhat akin to a drag name, and because he's been targeted for doxing and harassment in the past by alt right members of the furry community. So, this, all of this news is brought to us by Patch O'Fur. Spelled O apostrophe F U R R. And and you said Nom de Plume? Nom de Plume. That's your pen name. Nom de Plume. That's my new drag name. (laughs) So, anyway, Pacho Fur, we thank you for bringing us this report. We hope that Milo stops crashing the furry communities. Fuck Milo. Milo can go fuck himself. And finally, uh, an LGBTQ couple has wed after a five year long distance relationship. Uh, On September 6, 2019, Cord and Arvin finally got married. Uh, Cord lived in Michigan. Arvin lived in the Philippines. They basically had an 8,200-mile long-distance relationship for five years. They mostly communicated through video chatting. But finally, Cord flew from the U.S. to meet Arvin and his parents. He decided... uh, uh, Oh, sorry. Cord flew, yes, to the Philippines to meet Arvin and his parents. He'd stayed there for six months... And now they're back in Michigan, and they just got married, and I predict they will be divorced within six months. Muzzle, muzzle, Carvin. Carvin. Oh, that's their name? That's their name. Like Benifer? Yeah. (laughs) Carvin. Gay. Cord and and Arvin. I do wish them well. No, that's, I think this is really sweet. But I have to say. Yeah. You say what? I think it's a little bit like these catfish romances. I think it's very easy to be in love with someone when you don't have to deal with them every day, when you're not really around them, when you totally. don't know all of their flaws and their foibles and their and their pet peeves. And it's very different when you're suddenly with them. And and um, well, there are some long distance relationships that like start as non long distance relationships and then become that. Sure. And those I think, but this sounds more like they were like video pen pals. Yeah, that's for five that's years. where it gets. But hey. Whatever gets you through the night, I'm still single, so I have no advice for anyone. <laughs> on that happy note, I want to thank Gerald McCulloch, Ryan, and JB. Plug yourselves so people can follow you online. Uh, you can find me at, at Ryan Frosting with an N. You can follow me at Stocking Anarchy 12 on Instagram. What, is it? what does your name mean? Why Stocking? Okay, so there's an anime called Pantan Stocking. Oh, right. Garbo, and there's this bad bitch named Stocking. And she's a lollygoth who eats nothing but sweets and just has a sword and stabs people. And I feel like that lollygoth bitch. Are you sure you're not a furry? I am not a furry. <laughs> oh, my God. Not at all. All, all this time, <laughs> JV is actually, he, he's actually going to leave the podcast 
to go to a furry convention. I may be a lollygoth, but not a furry. Listen, the ass will be back next week live. Ryan and I will be interviewing lesbian comedian Mina Hartong, her oh first time God. on the show. Don't forget to download Adam Sank's last comedy album. Follow me, me, on Twitter and Instagram, at Adam Sank. Subscribe to this podcast at dnrstudios.com. Uh, give to uh, Derek and Romaine's uh, season of giving at dnrstudios.com. Email me, me at adam at adamsank.com. Subscribe. <laughs> Have a great Bye. week, bitches. Bye. Shout out to my furries and my dwarves. Yes. Natalie, if you're listening, call in. <laughs> <laughs>